know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dork Trek. Dennis Black and Asian is here. Hello, Dennis. Hey, buddy. What's up? Oh, nothing. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, Are we being sexy? No, no. Well, we, I mean, sexy voice going. That is a sexy intro. But I want to ask I you. Can, a, I can roll with it. I want to ask you a serious question, Dennis. I want, you, I want you to answer me honestly. Yes. Did you cry watching this episode? Uh, no. Did you get choked up a little bit? Not really. Really? Yeah. I kind of, I got interrupted a lot watching it though. So. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you at the end of the episode. I got choked up a little bit. I got choked right there. It was nice. It was nice. Right there. I felt it. But. Right there. I got choked up a little bit. Just biting the old hand. I don't want to cry. <laughs> love is, love is a beautiful thing. No matter in what shape nor size. it Love comes. is a wonderful thing. If you yes. listen to Michael Bolton. Yes, love is a wonderful thing. Make you cry through the pouring rain. Love is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, I love this. Uh, man, I just don't want to jump right into it. But I, I love this episode of Deep Space Nine. I don't think you can't help but love this episode of Deep Space Nine. It's got everything. It's pretty good. It's got sex. There's sex in it. There's humor. There's intrigue. Yes, there's gambling. There's the, the B there's story. How good, is, how good is the B story? The B story's pretty good. B story's good. Like, it's a good B story. I'm glad that, because sometimes, uh, this is one thing, we didn't really talk about it during the Little Ship episode, but... Every now and then they come back to, oh yeah, Julian's brilliant, you know? Yeah. Like the in the little ship, he was kind of fucking dumb because when they were explaining, like they were talking about something about how to uh, like sensor readings or something. And he was like, uh, explain that to me in English. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're supposed to understand everything. You're genetically enhanced. No, but I'm not even talking about that part of the, the B story. I'm talking about the part of the B story where like Julian reveals that he still kind of has feelings for yeah. Dak. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like that moment between Quark and, and Dak, excuse me, Quark and Julian, how they're talking about how they were both in love with Dax and they let her slip away. I thought that was good. That was good. That was good. That's good. That's good character depth right there that yes, they're friends, but Julian still carries a torch for her. I thought that was cool. I think I would have believed that a little bit more if like Julian was getting lit, you know, like if he was four to five Romulan ales in and so his, his defenses were down, but he was like trying to seriously win the match. I don't understand why he, he kind of just fell into that trap so easily. Uh. It was obvious what Quark was doing. Oh no, it was obvious what Quark was doing, but I still thought it was it was effective because and it came up naturally because it's a game that only Jadzia is allowed to play with the other Ferengis yeah. and they just kind of brought it up and they just talked she's a charming woman. 
you know, we had her in our midst and we let her go and what a mistake we made. I thought it was, and like, Imagine dropping that on you every night. Mm. Hell yeah. Get to co- connect them dots, baby. But it was, uh, it was, it was really well done. Right, Jenny. I can't, Jenny, I'm not hearing I you. I can't hear you, Jenny. Your mic's not working. All right. There you go. Right. The best part is I heard you mouth. Plug it in. Plug it in. The best part is I heard her mouth. God damn it. <laughs> I saw yeah. it. But no, I really enjoyed the, the B story, the Julian uh, love triangle B story with Quark and Jadzia and, and Worf. I thought it was awesome. I really wish there was more B story. Yeah, they, they did kind of just drop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, we're done with this. Honestly, like the towards episode. the end, because I just finished it. Like, I was starting to fast forward. I was like, when are they going to get back to the B story? <laughs> oh, so you, oh, they're not. You like the B story more than the A story. <laughs> I did. <laughs> because before you got here, I asked Dennis if he cried at the end of the episode because Jadzia and Worf love each other so much. And he said, no, I got to admit, I got a little choked up. <laughs> I don't, I don't see any tear streaks on Jenny's face, so I'm guessing the answer is no for her. You're asking the wrong person today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck all that. She's like, I had to fight that fucking tunnel. <laughs> I had to fight the tunnel. Like, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have romantic problems right now, so I'm like, fuck this shit. So this fuck was them. The... Let her die. See, but the thing I is, don't care. now, since you, you just said want us to call. Awesome, Jim and go handle it for you. Yes. <laughs> well, but the thing is, though, now that I'm now I'm worried because I'm afraid we won't get an actual honest review from Jenny because you just said that you're having romantic problems, and this is clearly the wrong episode to watch when you're having romantic issues. Yeah, but yeah, it really this is. is. This is how when Star Trek came on TV, how you would experience it. You would just watch it no matter how you felt, you know. Like when we were when it was coming out live, there was no DVRs or anything like that. It was not live. It was on videotape. No, they weren't performing you know this I mean. live. What? They weren't. <laughs> they weren't doing special effects on the fly. <laughs> Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where um, Homer is Poochie and he asks, are, "Are we doing this live?" And she says, "No, Homer, that would be very hard on the animators' wrists." <laughs> um, but now, so yeah, I don't know if Jenny's going to be in the right mindset to uh, review a love, a love story so so deep and pure as Worf. And I'm fine. All right, I'm all right, all right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you're having some romantic issues. It's fine. Everything's fine. It'll work itself out. They're, why they're, do I see when you say everything's fine? Why do I see that dog in a burning room? Yeah. <laughs> He's literally like up there in the corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He's kind of my my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this episode kind of starts with some gambling, and actually starts with the B story. You know, because they reveal that later that we're watching. Tong and see, that would have been nice to like bring that all back together at the end. Yeah, but how are they going to do it? What are they going to be playing? It all branches off from here, and it would have been nice to come back at the end like Jadzia rolls up and beats Quark or something. Well, after after her life-saving surgery, she's playing Tonga yeah. in, the, in the hospital break. Like, like her, like she's trying to recover, and so they, they bring in the Tonga table into <laughs> sick bay. I don't think that's the, the shit out of court. That, that's not the important if part. If you win, you live. <laughs> I'll give you some plasma. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's um, they're playing Tonga and they make bets and Jadzia loses and Worf hits her with like, oh, you're the best loser in the whole wide world. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather lose money on you than win with somebody else. Yes, you're the biggest loser. I dream about losing my pants to you every night. <laughs> lose they, my anal virginity. <laughs> ew, but they do have sex, so that's pretty hot. And I will say this: we don't get to see War for this hair down very often, but man, that dude's got some great hair. I mean, I think Jack Zia gets jealous sometimes. She's wouldn't like, you? Of course I would. That's why she spends so much time brushing her hair. She's like, I have to have these luxurious locks. Dude, because Worf, when he lets his hair down, I just like, wow, he looks amazingly cool. Because you forget because he's got that weird, that weird like bun thing tied to his head. But wow, yeah. he's got mm-hmm. great hair. He's got he's got the Klingon beehive going most of the time. Yeah, well, because he's got that weird ponytail thing going. But I, you know, he he wants to look good. he wants to look good for Kalis though. So I got a great little Kalis. What's up? <laughs> Hang on. What's up, my little my little Kalis? Gonna get my hair looking right for Kalis. He's got great hair. I mean, so beautiful. Uh, but and it's weird too that they make everyone with long hair have the same Janeway hairstyle. Like they all have that weird, like kind of helmet ponytail thing going on. Because Worf has it, Jadzia has it in this episode. It's all that weird kind of like kind of thing. Going. Maybe it's like a military thing. Like in the military, if you have long hair, aren't you supposed to like pin it up a certain way or something like that? No. Yeah. What's her face? I mean, yeah. but it's also it reminds me of like uh, like a secretaries in movies or TV shows. Like they have like the pen mm-hmm. or a pencil in their hair and they like push it up in the back or something. Worf pulls out a bat with yoink. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but not with, um, what's her face? The, um, why can't I remember her name? Marina Sirtis, who was in- Counselor Troy? Yes, Counselor Troy had her beautiful hair all running down her body. She was always wearing like an alternate uniform anyways. Mm-hmm. No cut shirts with a tickle bit is hanging out. They're like, She's not really Starfleet. She's, yeah, no. I don't know what she, she was sucking somebody's dick to get all those like waivers. Riker. <laughs> well, I don't think he has the kind of power that he can change a uniform. Yeah, but I think he, he may have tricked her into believing that he did. No, baby, I can get that straight for you. Don't worry about it. Just gotta let me gotta let me gotta let me videotape this. I'll show it to the right people, Mama. Yeah. Well, number one, weren't you supposed to talk to Troy about her outfits? It's like, oh, I, I, I'll get right on it, sir. You know, check check out this data pad that I got. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show you some new reports on the ship. Mm, look at them evals, mama. <laughs> look at my pad, P-A-D-D. The extra D is for, you know what it is, baby. <laughs> you can be my mind. nuts. <laughs> but, you know, they make sweet love. And... In a very f- why can't they show that? Yeah, right. In a very furry now, see, look. I was thinking though, like, do they ever have Klingon sex? Because I know they did like the first time they hooked up, because she was like complaining or, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, my pelvis is shattered" or whatever. <laughs> to uh, when she was, she was talking to uh, you guys. Don't remember when she was talking to Cisco? Yeah. About and she was limping around and shit like that. Like, well, I yeah, got relationship goals. Get out of me. We got busted. <laughs> But I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, we don't know how, I mean, cause you know how sometimes though, Dennis, it's not always going to be the full on, like, it's just, you know, it's, you got to lock the door. The kids are in the other room. Let's go quick, quick. 
chop chop yeah let's go you know maybe that's what maybe that's what this is they're like okay we are doing the jeffrey's tubes we ain't got time for all that jack you never know when nog's gonna pop his head through yeah. the wall nog is running some ethernet cables <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can't do the full kinky shit like every single time yeah you know, you but that's that's on. standard Klingon sex, though, right? Yeah, but Worf's yeah, but... only half Klingon, son. Now he's fully Klingon. He was just raised on Earth. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So he don't he don't know. He doesn't know the, all the rules. That's that's kind of why he never wanted to bang anybody before. Like there was a big deal about him dating Troy because he was like, oh, you know, the any woman who's not Klingon isn't tough enough for me. They can't take the pounding that I deliver. She's like, you know, I've been with, I've been with Riker, so I kind of know what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, all right. Well, you're not going to choke me, are, are you? And he's like, well, that's savage and barbaric. <laughs> it's like, okay, then I'm good. No, I want you to. <laughs> Riker does it so good. Until I pass out. You got to throw a cup of water in my face to revive me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't die yet. You don't die till I say you die. You don't die till I nut. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah no it's um yeah it's cute they have they have some on, on a, the most luxurious furry blanket i've ever seen <laughs> like, that blanket was intense and then they wake up and then they have to go on a secret mission because everybody's gone and apparently Worf has sex with his shirt on maybe he's not maybe you know Maybe his maybe he hasn't been doing enough push-ups or something. His chest isn't looking mm-hmm. right, you know. A little self-conscious. Yeah, he's like, I want to leave my shirt on, please. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to see like the the cat tits hanging down from his <laughs> belly. Well, I mean, I mean, Worf seems like the kind of guy that would keep his shirt on. He's probably got socks on too. I bet. <laughs> Because, I mean, he did – the Klingons do hate the cold. And so a maybe, little mini batleth. He always yeah. sleeps with a little mini batleth. Maybe he was just chilly because Klingons hate the cold. And he maybe he was like, mm, you know, Jedzy, I get cold. I want to leave my shirt and socks off. <laughs> He's just letting it all hang out. Please let me leave my shirt and socks on, please. She must have been wearing, like, the, the naked gun Velcro clothes because she got <laughs> naked real fast. It's not hard to take a nightgown off, though. She just whipped it over her head. Is that what she was wearing? Yeah, she was wearing a nightgown. Yeah. He probably just ripped it off of her. Yeah. No, she threw it at him. Yeah. It was like an 80s commercial or something like Worf is sitting there with his sweet long hair, then all of a sudden he gets hit by. He's like, yeah, Kalis. What's up, Kalis? Ooh. Ooh. What's up, <laughs> What's up, nightgown? Aren't you supposed to be on her? Mmm. <laughs> And then they get down to it, the brass tacks of it. And then, like I said, then there's the, the mission that they have to go on. It's a top secret mission. This episode just feels cool because there's some hot sex, there's some gambling, there's a top secret mission, there's some spies. Like, it's got a cool vibe to it, you know? Yeah. And, and running underneath that, it's like the love story. Like Mr. and Mrs. Bond, if you will. Yeah, because they're, they're trying to figure out their honeymoon location. Which is a super... She wants to go to like super pampered resort planet that's not Riza. that's like super Riza. who would go to Riza on their honeymoon like i mean unless they're just swingers yeah, yeah it's, that's true it's like going to hedonism well, on your honeymoon. riker would <laughs> riker would 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to that swing resort because, you know, I mean, you know, share and share alike. You know what I'm saying? But no, she doesn't want to go to Ryza. She wants to go to some other super planet that's even better. It's like Super Ryza. And And then Worf is like, sure, that sounds great. And then it's Ryza on Viagra. Yeah. And then um, Jadzia is like, this is too easy. What's going on here? Because Worf is being very agreeable and, and he's being... And you know, because of this whole exchange, like when they finally land on that planet and start going through the jungle, I was, I was thinking, I was like, did Worf set this up? Like, is this, <laughs> is this his way of tricking her into the honeymoon that he wanted? Because it's almost exactly like they're hiking and shit like that and sleeping out under the trees and everything. I was like, I think, I think uh, Riker tricked her. There, you mean or, uh, Worf trick? And there's random. I mean, Riker would trick her like that too. Yeah, Riker would trick yeah. everybody. And I did. I did like the subtle shot they threw at TNG. Ronald D. Moore yes. threw in here the little jab when Worf is like, "Oh, I guess it sounds like a pretty boring ship." Yeah, Worf is like, "On on the Enterprise, I was known to be quite hilarious," and she's like, "That sounds like a boring ship." Like, damn, damn. Yeah. You know who had that opinion? Data. <laughs> so. <laughs> but do you, do you think that was a subtle jab at TNG? Because we make fun of TNG all the time for being kind of sometimes kind of boring. Yeah. So, you think that was Ronald D. Yeah. Moore's way of like poking the bear? Yeah, he's like, you don't see staff meetings on this show. No, we don't, we don't spend time in this in the conference room talking about shit. We go do shit on this show. You don't see multi. You don't mm-hmm. see multiple staff meetings on one episode in this show. They used to have like three or four staff meetings an episode. Yeah. The only show that had more staff. This time we're going to conference room B, everybody, okay? <laughs> Someone set up the slide. Ooh, conference room PowerPoint. Conference room A was too chilly for me this time, buddy. Let's go to B. It's much warmer in there. Oh, I think we're using a new template now. Uh, so can you please just adjust the layout for me, please? Thank you. You need to work on your TPS reports, buddy. They're not looking good. It's a whole new cover sheet now. <laughs> Who's bringing the snacks? <laughs> must have snacks. We must have a we must have a staff meeting to determine who bringing the snacks. Yes, to the real staff meeting. <laughs> the only TV show that had more staff meetings is The Office. Like that's it. <laughs> Snack meeting. <laughs> <laughs> the party planning committee has to get together and plan Wolf's birthday party. Come on, guys, let's go. Party planning. <laughs> Who's in the party? We all in the party planning committee. Come on, and Angela's there. It's like Angela. <laughs> She's not even dressed up in a Starfleet uniform. She's in her little sweater and skirt. Space Angela. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have their party planning committees. But yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a cute little shot at TNG. I got a kick out of that. And then they land on the planet and then they go, like Dennis said, on their, their honeymoon, their trek through the woods, through the jungles, looking for this guy. Because the whole plan is they needed to go to these coordinates to get a message from this Cardassian dude. And the Cardassian dude is like, hey, man, I think, I think they're on to me because he's, he's feeding the, the, the Federation information about the the dominion and he's like hey i think they're on to me they're taking me to this planet i need you guys to to get me out of here because if not they're going to kill me so I, I i worked out this whole plan i'm going to leave the base i'm going to walk through the jungle and you're going to pick me up here 
you got two days to fly there and two days to pick me up. So let's do it. Chop, chop. And so that's what brings them to this planet deep behind enemy lines, if you will. I will say it was pretty easy to get behind enemy lines. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was almost too easy. Exactly. That's what made me think more that this is a setup. <laughs> okay, we have to land 20 kilometers away from the rendezvous point. So we have to trek through this jungle, blah, well, blah, blah. Well, to be fair, that was Jadzia's recommendation. She didn't want to get any closer. She said, this is that we got to be far away because I don't want to get caught by the yeah, Gemma dog. Or had already scoped out the planet and made sure that that rendezvous point was inaccessible. This, this would be perfect to get yeah. for my hiking in. I will say, though, the uh, asteroid field scene, pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Cool graphics. It was good. It looked cool. They, they, they surprised me a few times in this show with their special effects. Mm-hmm. Especially for, like, late 90s. Yeah. Not too bad. Well, I mean, even, it's not even remastered. And to, sure. be, to be fair, too, I mean, that was the only real special effect we've had in a couple episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, they must have just shot their wad on this one, you know? Well, that this uh, now keep in mind that uh, the little ship episode won an Emmy for its special effects, mm-hmm. and that's in the same season. So it's not like they dumped the whole season budget into that. You know, it's so true. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It was a good. It was a good looking. Uh, good looking effect. The little the yeah. the little asteroid field. It was exciting. It was good. Yeah, would have been cool if like Tie Fighters came out of nowhere and started chasing them, <laughs> or like the snake worm came out and tried to bite them. Yeah. Which is just, that's just a sock puppet, baby. Yeah. That's a Muppet. It's a big sock puppet, though. Sock puppet will fuck, fuck you up, man. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it was cool. Get in my belly. And then while all this is going on, uh, back at the station, O'Brien wants to learn how to play Tonga so he can beat Quark. Yeah. Like, they had a three-hour sex romp planned <laughs> to go find these missing spies in east berlin but you know what that means it sounds that sounded super fun though yeah it does it basically sounded like the plot of atomic blonde without all the 80s glam and charlie steron kicking everybody's ass yeah but it's the holodeck they could do that if they wanted to it's true miles the only way that we can get out of here is if you make out with me (laughs) Can Again, a, Julian? This always happens. God, the secret code is in my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Deepa? <laughs> you got the code. Um, it sounds, I love how they just... It's 26 characters long. <laughs> you got to really get in there. These are my prostate. <laughs> That's where all the, oh no, it's gonna go off. That's where all the valuable information is. Oh, information. <laughs> I got all that information all over my face. Some of it got in my hair. <laughs> God, I love information. Quick um, swallow that information so the enemy doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> must they must it must never fall into the hands. Let me swallow it. Now swap it with me too, so I can swallow some too. <laughs> <laughs> They could kill you and open up your belly to get the information, so give me some. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be incomplete until we join them again later. Yeah, God swapping. Um, No, it was cool, man. Um, It is fun how they use the holodeck like like we use escape rooms now. Because essentially that's all I kept thinking. Like, it's just an escape room. Like, oh, there's some secret plot. 
we should start our own like escape room but just call it the holodecks and it could just be whatever this is that you go into yes yeah we kill it with the star trek crowd you know make like a make a robin hood themed one make a, a moriarty themed one would be good uh-huh. mark twain right and like just a pirate ship the, one yeah, the holodeck and then you're in man it's but it's just yeah and one of course has to be like a a uh symphonic concert with four random crew members and data the only way to escape is to listen to the whole concert and not fall asleep then but then possible it is but then then you see uh sarek crying and you're like what there's something going on here yeah because he's got space madness Yeah. Sometimes that's our next business venture. Don't anybody steal that who's listening? The holodeck. Trademark yeah. copyright. Yes, escape escape room. Star Trek themed escape rooms. And Ben can just do the narration for the Mark Twain West time was. It would be awesome. Like think about how great that would be. It would be awesome. You know? Next year at Star Trek Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They you know what they you know, somebody else is probably Star Trek Escape Room. Somebody else has probably already thought of this. I uh, doubt it. You don't think so? No. They probably didn't like holodecks or whatever, but as an <laughs> escape room? I doubt it. What was the one Picard always used where he was the detective? Franklin Dixon Dix. Hill. Dixon Hill, there it is. Yeah, Franklin Dix. <laughs> hey, what's up on Franklin Dix? <laughs> you just knew dicks were involved. Yeah, I knew there was lots of dicks. Dixon Hill. Hello, I'm Dixon Hill, buddy. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool, man. We should do this for real. I'm, I'm, I'm Dixon Butts. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Dixon Mouth. <laughs> my, my oh, that's a very peculiar last name. Yes, it's French. <laughs> We're all Bajorans, so our last name goes first. Yes. Dixon. We're from the Dixon family. Yes. This is Dixon Butts. This is Dixon Mouth. This is Dixon Hand. <laughs> but yeah, so they get to dicks in the dashing. Yeah, so they get to the planet and they're doing their planet stuff. <laughs> Hiking. What are you doing? Planet stuff. Like turning her ankles and like getting scrapes and stuff. And they see all kinds of weird snakes and the uh, armad not I was gonna say armadillos. <laughs> yeah, that lizard, the monitor lizard. There's all kinds of weird stuff. But it's so tropey because every time you see a movie with lizard with the desert or the jungle, there's just random snakes hanging out. Like, hey, there's a boat constrictor. Cool. It's the same, like like there's a, a reptile union and they're like, No, if you're gonna do a jungle, you have to have at least three animals in it. <laughs> It's called the Indiana Jones rule. Yep. Mm-hmm. Predator rule too. Yep. It's predator rule. <laughs> it would have been cool if Worf would have been like, I hate snakes. <laughs> Trouser snakes. Yeah. He loves I, those. I got two of them. Do Klingons just put one down each pant leg? <laughs> I would think probably. I don't know. 
I can't remember how we decided, like, whether they were next to each other or, like, on top of each other. Well, I'm guessing they're on top of each other because of how the guy was peeing and discovery. That's true, yeah. Yeah, they're on top. Yeah. Yeah. But you could still, like, One on each side, yeah. Dick's akimbo. (laughs) I wonder if there's, like, a dominant dick and, like, the smaller dick. You know how, like, lobsters have, like, the one big claw and then they have small claw? Like, is it like that with Klingon dicks? Could be. Like, a dominant, (laughs) like, a a more dominant one. Which one would be bigger? Like, do some people have a bigger top one and some have a bigger bottom one? Yeah, like, you might have left or right-handed, you know? Yeah, it's like it would be dominant. Top or bottom dicked. Yeah. That's a, you know what? That's a really interesting way to think about that. I never thought about it. Because you could have, like, yeah, because even, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm top dick dominant. Yeah. Like it has to go on their dating profiles. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a bottom. <laughs> Some girls are top dick dominant queens. So I'm a bottom. I'm a bottom. You know? It means something different in yeah. the Klingon Empire. Oh, over cool. on the first city of Kronos. Yes, the first city of Kronos. about Klingon dicks. I mean, if you're going to think about any alien reproductive organs, I think Klingons probably have the coolest ones because there's two of them. Mm-hmm. And then I just imagine... They probably have ridges on them, too. Oh, yeah. And I just imagine, like, the testicles are all just there in, like, a row. Kind of like one of those office ball <laughs> things that you swing back and forth. They're just four. <laughs> just... <laughs> you know, this might sound a little weird, but I don't think... Klingon genitals are scary. Like I think a lot of alien genitals are gonna be kind of scary to see. You're like, oh my god, how does that work? But Klingons like, eh, they probably just look really impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Define impressive. What does that mean? I don't know. They just like look nice. Like, are they adorned with things like that's jewels? A, that's, a, that's a warrior's cock. <laughs> so it has a sword. It carries like a little sword and shield. <laughs> That's the that's the genitals of a warrior. Yeah, Shoot. I don't want to see Cardassian genitals. Uh-uh. Shooting at the walls of heartache, bang bang, genitals of the warrior. <laughs> yeah, well, Cardassians aren't an attractive people, and neither are the Klingon, neither are the Cardassians. Um, I think I said them those twice. I meant the um, the Romulans. The Rom, the Romulans are okay. I was thinking more of the Ferengi. Like they're not attractive people. Mm. Like I'm put off just by the show. It's not even so much the ears and the head. It's the sharp teeth. That's that's an automatic. Like whoa, me. Mm. Yeah. You know? But I think if you saw a Ferengi with regular teeth, then it would look good. <laughs> Like, that would be that would be awesome. That's, wrong with that guy's that, that'd be like when you made it because you got some fronts. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, at, I, I'm so I'm so rich. I got new yeah. teeth, baby. Look at that. These are platinum. Ding. It's it's a new trend on Ferenginar. Yeah. I don't need it too sharp, and I need it too duller. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm I'm setting the trends. Yeah, the the the, the sharp teeth just weird me out. And like, and how the way Rom has that one that just jets out like that, just, yeah, it's, it's a bad look. Like he's a narwhal or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how are you supposed to, how is she supposed to kiss him with that narwhal tooth hanging out? Like, yeah, I don't get yeah, it. That's how she likes it, I guess. I mean, I do like the way that all the races are kind of, 
attracted to each other. Like when we watch it, I'm like, ugh, Ferengi, weird. But everybody's like, yeah, it's just Ferengi. Like, it's not a big deal. That's why our society isn't as cool as space yet. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, once we can- Ferengi's ex- the best head. They do. They're gentle lovers. The 207th rule of acquisition. Is, is swallow. <laughs> Are you space racist, Bob? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. There's just some space, um, uh, I guess, organizations and groups that I'm more uh, visually attracted to, if you will. Right? Like, I just don't find Ferengis attractive, mm-hmm. you know? Klingons, Klingons are cool. I like their culture and I dig their their stuff and the ridges are fun. Uh, the Orions, of course. Uh, Romulans are cool with me. I like. They're not really attractive. They can be. I mean, I think Vulcans are attractive. I find Vulcans attractive. I don't know why. I think Romulans, their biggest problem is the way they dress. Yeah, they just have bad fashion sense. Like if you totally took a Romulan on like a, like, uh, like a makeover style show. Queer Eye for the Straight Romulan. Yeah. That like would, uh, the what not to wear uh, yes. people come in. <laughs> like, look, Safety, you gotta, and, Safety and Clinton show up. You got to take off the shoulder pads and the spikes. It's just not working. <laughs> Why does everything have shoulder bring pads? Us, bring us everything in your closet. Uh, there's only one thing there. <laughs> and it all has shoulder pads and spikes. Yeah. It's just one gray shoulder spike. Uh, shoulder pad and spiked. Yeah, outfit. why? Are you, how big do your shoulders need to be, Romulan friend? <laughs> you know, they look like when the you know when the football players wear the winter coats on the you know, on the sidelines with the shoulder pads, like the actual shoulder pads. Like that's what they look like to me. Like, oh, it's just the lineman who's cold in February. He needs his jacket. Of course, he needs a jacket. They're in Buffalo. It's freezing in Buffalo in in January. But no, that's just a Romulan on board his Romulan ship on his back, on his way to Romulus. Romulus. But yeah, it's just the Ferengi kind of weird me out. I can't, I can't, I can't front. They're just weird with the bumpy heads and the weird ears and the teeth. It's the teeth. They freak me out. I mean, I wouldn't let a Ferengi go down on me or anything. No, because it would hurt a lot. Yeah. Not Rom, not Rom for sure. Yeah, with the narwhal one. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure anybody could like, you could, you know, get your teeth out of the way for the most part. Hmm. I don't know. That'd be a lot of like, yeah, you need a pretty big dental dam for that one. Yeah. You know, have to wear like a mouth. Hold on. Put this mouthpiece in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not worth the risk. I don't but, know. But everybody's but, got their thing. Yeah. It might but, be. You never know. Like with the Cardassian, you could put your balls in their spoon head and then like kind of... <laughs> Like it's that way, like it's Kardashian, Kardashian shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I love this podcast. You guys had the same <laughs> thought at the exact same time. Kardashian shades, and that's what they will, that's what they will forever be known as from this moment out. Kardashian shades. Oh, Kardashian shades. Yeah, that's when you put your your dick and balls in somebody's food. I'm going to write a, a DS9 novel called Cardassian Shades. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be our inside joke. I'm down with that. I love inside jokes. 
But yeah, so. I think this show is exactly like based around inside jokes. It's yeah, just a seven-year string of inside jokes. Yeah. yeah, and I got no problem with that. Nah. You know, and other people's, I mean, some people seem to like it more than others, which is fun. <laughs> you know? Great. Yeah. They're like, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. I agree. So anywho, yeah, so they go on the space mission and they get intercepted. They're having like a good old time. They're wearing their really brightly shiny blankets in the middle of the woods trying to make sure they don't get found, which is dumb. And they have like, mm-hmm. they have like mattresses and stuff. Like it's so odd. And They're yeah. just camping. Yeah. They're just camping. And they're like luxury camping because they have like a little heater and they have mattresses and they have you know, shiny blankets and they hear the animals and they're making jokes and being cute and having a good time. And all of a sudden the animals start going the other way. And then Worf was like, there's someone coming quickly hide. And sure enough, there's like what a patrol. Of- they have so much stuff to pick up because yeah. they brought so many. <laughs> oh, don't forget my hair dryer. Wait, I need, I need three minutes to deflate the air mattress. Hold on. <laughs> Just step on it. It'll go way quicker. Yeah, so that, but why the, my question is, why don't the Gem Hadar, like, why aren't they predatored right now? Shouldn't they be predatored, like, so you can't see them? Because they're just kind of walking through the woods. Isn't, wasn't there something about uh, they don't have enough catcher cell white or something, so they can't do it? Oh, is when that they the were, ca- When they were, they were like crashed on that planet, and uh, um, you remember the, the Vorta guy was injured in the cave? Yes. And uh, they only had so much Tetracel white and those guys couldn't, they couldn't predator because well, of it. Well, there's only so much Tetracel white left in the empire or there's only. Yeah. Cause they just, uh, you know, they're trying to set up that new facility to produce more. Okay. So <laughs> I think so, that's what it, what it has to do with. If I remember correctly. That would okay. make sense. So you're saying that the gem Hadar gets so high that they can become like they predators. They, wow, that's really hot. I'm invisible, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm so big. You guys now, can't see. Now they just think they're invisible because it's that knockoff catch so light. You guys can't see me, I bet. I'm so I'm so blazed right now. <laughs> Look, I'm so I'm so fast. You can't see me. I'm so, I'm so I can't fast. I can't see anything, dude. I'm so fast. I'm so fast I can't see. You can't see me. I'm so fast. Man, I'm so big right now. So that's okay, all right. All right. Yeah, so then all of a sudden Worf blasts. So in Half Baked, when all the different, he goes to the different types of high people, the Jem'Hadar high people who go invisible because they smoke so much weed. You can't see me. I know you can't. Like, no, dude, you're right there. No, man, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm invisible. I, I, I've altered my chemical uh, balance. The light reflects off me in an odd way. I'm so stoned right now. <laughs> The light just bends around my body. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, can, I can bend light with my stonedness. Oh, man. Let's listen to some Doors record. <laughs> I'm like becoming part of the jungle right now. Yeah, yeah. man. Like me and oh, that man. I'm, I'm a, totally a lizard right now. <laughs> me, me and that tree are brothers. <laughs> His name is Ralph. And he's been alive for 352 years. You can't see me. He's seen a lot. You can't see my hand. <laughs> all of a sudden, they get blasted. 
And then Jadzia gets blasted as well. But somehow there's like an anticoagulal beam that is racing through her body. I think they I think they mentioned this before in another episode when uh when uh Cork was like running guns. I think one of the weapons they had had that uh, modification where even if it didn't kill you, it would make you not able to stop bleeding. I'm glad you remember that because I was like, this is some bullshit. Now, isn't, I've never heard of it. Now, isn't this... No, it's, it's still bullshit. But. <laughs> but, it's, but you know what, though? It's good that they're recycling bullshit. You know? Yeah. Like, it's good that they mentioned it. I could, be wrong. I could be remembering it wrong, but I think, if I remember correctly, they, they brought it up in that episode. Well, I mean, we can always go back and check. I'm sure one of the listeners can find out as well. But it's always we, cool. We will. It's a, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm way past that episode at this point. I got to forge ahead to Voyager. Ugh. I mean, that was a good episode and all, but you know, it's going to be a few years before I get back to it. You shot her with the plot device gun. That's what yeah. it was. Hey, man. <laughs> but you know what, though? At least they mentioned the plot device many moons ago, so they just didn't pull it out of thin air. You know, I respect True. that. You know, sometimes you got to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they get blasted, and now she can't stop bleeding. Um, for four days so she's on her period she's Joe. real angry they need a they need some tampax he's got to take her take her down the street to find some chocolate i gotta carry you down to the to the grocery store get you some Wait, chocolate bars i found i forged some cocoa beans here so I'm gonna, what I want. why do you always forge the wrong things for my hair? you don't even know me <laughs> <laughs> the worm hates you too. <laughs> no, not the worm. The worm loves me. That's my favorite part of you. <laughs> I mean nothing. The worm loves me. <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so they do their thing. And this is this is the point where this episode comes the uh the uh, Cork and Odo having to climb the mountain episode. Kind yes. Of. Yes and no. Except I it's mean, exactly the opposite because Odo and Cork hated each other and had to get through it, but Worf and Jadzia love each other and have to get through this. And he has to leave her behind in order to to try and finish the mission. Yeah, but I think, uh, but they also changed the stakes a little <laughs> bit, which is cool. Um, I like the. Yeah, idea, but I mean, know, it was reminiscent. Yeah, no, it has that. It definitely has that feeling. But I also think it's different because it's you know a married man and woman, and it's trying to like test the boundaries of their relationship. If that makes sense, you know, like where, what, what mm-hmm. would, what is Worf going to do? He is, you know, a man who's you know, by his own admission, like honor bound and duty. That's what he's always been about. (laughs) But now, you know, now he's put in a situation where he has to choose his honor and his duty or his wife. You know, I think it's kind of a cool thing for him. And it's, you know, it's almost like. It helps to have a smoking hot wife too. (laughs) Oh yeah. You can't die. I'll never find someone as hot as you ever again. Exactly. But I, but I really dig it though. I kind of, I kind of like it because you have, 
And this episode works for Worf because you have seven seasons of TNG of that honor bound, you know, Starfleet is blah, 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 everything, everything, everything coming into Deep Space Nine, two more seasons. So you've got nine seasons of Worf being like by the book, Mr. Business, Starfleet business is the way I'm at. That's my life. And now all of a sudden he's put in a, in a precarious situation and what's he going to do? You know? Yeah. yeah. And we did see Picard face a similar situation when he had to leave his piano playing girlfriend on the planet mm-hmm. that a solar flare was coming towards. And he left her there and he didn't know if she was alive or dead or whatever. But see, Picard's a captain. Mm-hmm. Worf is lieutenant commander. Yes, but that's, only, then, his, that's only his piano playing girlfriend. Yeah. So different. I mean, you can always get a new girlfriend. <laughs> That I plays mean, piano that plays in the pi- Jeffrey's suit. I mean, Worf should have, I mean, Picard should have stayed with the one girl from Risa. With she the, had a weird hairstyle, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I mean, that's what she Picard had a, uh, she had a uh, Sally hairstyle, that piano playing chick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because think about it, all right? Picard had the girl on Risa, right? She was smoking hot. Mm-hmm. The piano player, mm-hmm. and then he's always got um, the doc. Famke Jansen. Yeah, and Faye, he could always just go get hurt. I mean, they was in love, oh. baby. And then mm-hmm. he's also got Beverly to fall back on, Jack. So he's set. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, whatever, baby, I got to roll the decks of hoes that I can just call anytime, <laughs> baby. And they're all talented. Yeah, they all got their skill, their different skills. One of them is a thief. She'd be stealing Beverly, shit. Beverly can dance for me. She can do a tap dance for me. Yeah, she can dance on my dance on my dick. <laughs> and then the other one is just a perfect woman made for another man who's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's some cold, ruthless stuff right there. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl, who was made for you, son. How did I do that? I don't even know. But he's just so fly. He's got so much game. Picard is the original Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's future Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> but he's future, future original. He's future original. Yeah, he, went, he went back in time. And who sings that song? Trey songs? I don't Whatever even that know. Call that guy. Hey, man, you need, to, you need to write a song about me. <laughs> but the thing is, Picard's even cooler because he steals Yo Girl that was made specifically for you. Like, that's a talent. This woman was born and bred and raised and trained in the art of pleasing one man. And Picard's like, that's mine. I got it like that. <laughs> like, damn. You know? That's tight. That Hopefully that's tight. what the Picard series is about. Just, Picard goes and takes it. He's just going stealing your girl. <laughs> Yeah, every episode. I'm, I'm more st- excited than ever. I'm here to steal your girl, buddy. <laughs> Give her to me. I just go to different nightclubs across the galaxy. And just breaks up happy homes. Yeah, does that, that dance he does in Insurrection. Wearing the short robe. Yeah. yeah. He's got the short robe on doing the Insurrection dance. Steal your girl. I got a squad of hoes. <laughs> I snap my finger. She comes with me. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Picard, Mysterio Girl. That's the Picard series we deserve. Yes. That's the Picard series we're writing right now. Yeah. Season the, two. Yep, it's all the girls Picard loved before. He just goes and takes them. You know, that's a show Patrick Stewart wants to do. <laughs> I let you go when I was... Borgify. Yes. I let you go when I, I was a captain. Yes. When I was a captain, I was forced to give you back to your men. But now that I'm free of Starfleet's rules and regulations, I'm stealing all your girls. Good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. He worked hard. He's like 200 years old. Yeah. Just steal all the girls. And think about how many girls he had to give up because Starfleet, like he was, you know, now he ain't got that albatross to carry around no more. Mm Mm-hmm. Now he's going to go 900 years in the future and steal all the Discovery girls, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's a player, ain't no doubt. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so she, she's going to die. Everybody knows it. Worf knows it because her blood pressure's up and down and her, her she's makeup. She's blood stains on rocks. No, that was, she was on her period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta wipe my on this wall. They <laughs> <laughs> like well, had to use the tampons as bandages. So. Yeah, it's like a shitty graffiti art. Jadzia was here, but yeah, so she's dead. She's dying, and then they kind of have the moment like you gotta, if you gotta finish the mission, you gotta get this guy. I can't do it, baby. I can't leave you. Okay, I got to do it. I got to finish the mission. I'll leave. Then Worf leaves, and then all of a sudden he hears his heart beating, and he returns back to Jadzia. After he throws his knife in the tree. Yeah. It's very symbolic. I didn't know what, I didn't, I, honestly, I didn't know what was happening there, because I thought he had arrived where the guy was supposed to be, and he wasn't there, and he was like, fuck it. Well, that could have, you know what, that could have been the easy out for the episode. Like, he could have showed up, and that guy could have been dead. Um, but no, he wasn't dead. Worf just went back. It's better. It's better that he went back. But yeah. it wasn't clear to me immediately that he just yeah. went back. You know what well, I mean? Well, you you heard the heart, and I was like, "What's with the heart thing?" Yeah, and it they, was just confusing. yeah, yeah. Well, then, they, well, I mean, I think they did a good job explaining it because they explained that Worf has his meeting with the captain, and he says, "Tell me what happened," because the guy died. Like the 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 spy inside of uh cardassia was killed and now his secret for some are- reason he decided to go back to the base it's like yeah, why'd you do that yeah, you that must have wanted it yeah that doesn't make any sense but he's dead he did and all his secrets are dead with him and then Worf explains well when you were at my wedding you remember the awesome party we had i mean we hadn't written all the thank you cards yet no you know i didn't want to return the gifts and i thought it would have been rude <laughs> so i went back but the, the the Klingon warriors and the Klingon heart and blah blah blah. And he just Klingons and Klingons and Klingons. And what's what's he gonna say at that point? He can't be like your religion's dumb because then he's insensitive. And then uh-huh. Cisco will be in sensitivity training because he's not being he's not being very PC at that point. How many how many reprimands are people allowed to have on their record in Starfleet? A lot. Unlimited. Yeah, apparently <laughs> like breadsticks and olive garden baby unlimited like, uh-huh. season, season seven of tng was basically picard giving everybody reprimands for not <laughs> doing the right thing. it's like whose line is it anyway the points don't matter yeah <laughs> 
Well, yeah, because it's not like you make any more money if you're a higher rank. Nobody gets anything. So what does it matter? Yeah. You know? Did you get the boss people around more? I guess if you're into that, you know? You know, but he says he's never going to get a command of a ship after that. And doesn't he get the defiant after that? Um, well, he's not going to get yeah, like. Does he actually become the captain? I think he oh. just takes it for a okay. scene when they're fighting the Borg in uh, First Contact. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that he ever becomes the, the actual commander. Yeah, he's not canning, the actor. You know? Yeah. But yes, and then, um, but, but he tells him, I'd have done the same thing myself. And If it were Jennifer or Mirror Jennifer, I would do the same thing. It was, a good, it was good. And then they have their cute little moment where they have jokes and she's going to be okay. And then the episode's over. I re- you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was great. Uh, the B story was wonderful. The love story was wonderful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this episode uh, an eight. I was touched. I, I cried at the end. I was, I was bawling. I was, I was, I was holding back. I was holding back to tears. It was really good. So call me what you will, but I really liked it. You old softy. I am. I can't help it, Dennis. I'm an old softy. Good man. I'm glad you still believe in love. I do. Do you believe in love? <laughs> Dennis, what do you think? I think this is a seven. It's pretty good. I think they, they dropped the B story a little kind of abruptly for me. I would have liked to seen it come back at the end. But uh yeah, it's pretty good. All yeah. Right. I I didn't I really didn't like how they just dropped the B story. Like they kinda set it up like they were kind of I don't know, like and I actually thought that Julian was just fucking with Cork the entire time. Like I thought he was gonna be like, Haha, gotcha. Yeah. You thought I was gonna I was falling in love with Jadzia and you were tricking me. Nope, I was tricking you. No. No, so that kind of pissed me off a little bit. But like, like it was it was an okay episode for me. I mean, despite my, uh, you know, bitterness, <laughs> I thought like honestly, I thought it was like basically for DS Nine. It was just an episode. Really? So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it like a five. Okay, all right, that's interesting. I think it's cool because we're kind of all over the map on this one. Um, I thought the beast rare, rare for DS9. Usually we're we're pretty much in sync on DS9, but every once in a while it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like I do like the fact that um I fucking forgot what I was going to say. So never mind. I must not have liked it that much. Something about the B story? Yeah, I do I do agree with Jenny that I thought like Quark was going to lose anyway, but I like how they kind of played up the Julian still loves Jadzia. I don't remember him being that in love with her before. I thought he was more in love was, with Kira. No, it was kind of always Jadzia, but I thought okay. it was just more he just wanted to fuck. Okay. You know, sometimes that's what it is, you know, but I thought it was cute. I I enjoyed that part of it because I know Quark has always had a soft spot for Jadzia 
And, and I thought it was kind of cool that like these two guys who were rejected by her or having like a pity party together. I thought it was cool. I liked it. And I, and liked I, liked, the, I did like that he used it against him. Yeah, me too. That That's fun. Yeah. Cause even with his genetically enhanced brain, he doesn't have genetically enhanced feelings, mama. He is still susceptible to love, you know, sucker, stupid idiot. <laughs> I mean, I understand. And like, and I thought it was when he- It's one of my biggest failings. <laughs> when he said, what did he say? Sometimes she can just walk by the infirmary and wink and I know that the day is worth it. And I was like, oh, that's, this episode was very sappy. It was, it was very sappy, but it was done really well. I, I thought that was a good scene. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, so there you go. That's the episode this week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Dork Trek. We the best. You the best. Thank you to all the people that support the show on Patreon. If you're listening to this and you say, hey, man, I want to give you a dollar, go to patreon.com slash dorktrek and give us a dollar. And we would be happy for your dollar because we've been we'll doing our butts for you. We will. We've been doing the show for a really long time and we appreciate everyone that supports it. We especially appreciate the people that support us on Patreon <laughs> because it's awesome and you guys are awesome. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back next week the, you guys can't you can't see that on, on patreons can yeah, that's special. True. All right, I don't right. understand <laughs> Bye. I don't understand <laughs>